Today is Friday, September 23rd, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Today we're talking about another classic Cartoon Network show. We're taking it back to elaborate entrances, giant robot fights, and wacky science experiments gone wrong. No thanks to an annoying sister that is always destroying her brother's lab. That's right, we're talking about Dexter's Laboratory. Enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. You know it, you love it, it's entertaining this. Entertain this! As always, I'm your your favorite host, Scumbelord. I'm your other favorite host, Michael. Nope, that's me. I'm the favorite. Uh, I'm Frylock, because you sound like Meatball. and uh i'm the uh guest host here you know uh coming in uh as the third uh not so favorite and uh my name is pat (laughs) uh my voice is back to normal which you guys wouldn't have known it was any stranger because the last time that i was on here i think i sounded normal too you did you were just starting to to, to fade out yeah no i uh, the last episode i'm happy to say i was uh, High as a kite on Robitussin. Um, <laughs> and it was hard to form arguments, and I definitely lost track of thought. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you you will listen to a man slowly come to terms with the fact that he can't host a podcast with a fever. <laughs> no matter how bad he wants to, and no matter how much effort he puts into it, he will end up not being able to think near the end of it. Um You'll be happy to know I've recovered. I am not currently on any type of medication, and my fever has gone away. Uh, it's lit. Just in time for it not to be my episode. What's up, Pat? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it's my episode this week. So uh, I uh, got some awesome classic Cartoon Network stuff to talk about today. You guys already oh, know it. Yeah. And everybody already that uh, saw the title already knows it. But today's topic's gonna be about a classic cartoon animated series that ran for four seasons, seventy episode, and aired uh in April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six, spawned two spin-off series, Puppet Pals and Justice Friends, and it was produced by Gennady Tarkovsky. I'm excited to talk to you guys about Dexter's Laboratory. Nice, nice. So before we begin and talk about a little bit of the show's background, um, what do you guys remember about Dexter's Laboratory? I remember Dexter's a little boy who's spot very on. smart. Yeah, spot on. Uh, he's got an annoying older sister named Dee Dee. And uh, I remember lots more, but... I don't I don't want to go too long. I don't want to go too long. <laughs> well, I hear tell that uh, Alex is uh, this is actually one of his favorite uh, cartoons. So I'm excited to see what he has to say about it. About Dexter's Laboratory? Yes. Well, boy, oh boy, where do I start? Dexter's Laboratory was uh, the the pinnacle cartoon of my childhood. Uh, crammed right between the confusion of Ed, Ed, Nettie and the scary uh, Courage of the Cowardly Dog. It was a perfect chef's kiss uh, of childhood animation as we watched Dexter, uh, a boy genius, much like Jimmy Neutron, who would come later on. 
who had a laboratory inside of his room that he built by hand. Uh, he had a pesky sister by the name of Didi, who was always getting into his laboratory. Um, and would always cause a muck. He also had a, a pet uh, monkey, monkey, yeah. who was a oh, secretly yeah. a superhero monkey. on a team of superheroes uh, who fought together with this monkey, uh, who would then sneak back in and return to being just a lab monkey at the end of the day. Uh, it was a very good show. It was very self-aware, uh, and it was a it was it was great. I loved it a lot. You know what the uh, one thing I started, before I even started looking up things, the one thing I remembered was Omelet du Fromage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, French episode. The language of love, Dexter. (laughs) Omelet du Fromage. Omelet du Fromage. So, getting into this, uh, just to talk talk a little bit about the creator of the show, Gennady Tarkovsky, and I'm just going to, uh, just refer to him as Tarkovsky because <laughs> it's going to be easier. Uh, so he's best known for works like Dexter's Laboratory. Another one that I think you guys would like, Samurai Jack. Absolutely. Symbiotic Titan and then Primal. But I don't know how much you're gonna, going to know about those two. But uh, Yeah, I've, I've watched the entirety of Primal. That shit is vicious and it's incredible. Yeah, I, I need to get into it. I, I keep seeing it on TikTok a lot recently. And I need to go watch it. So good. Yeah. Um, just to talk a little bit about Tarkovsky, he's born, or so he's originally born in Moscow and Russia, what was still the USSR, USSR. And his mm-hmm. uh, family moved to Chicago, Illinois, when he was seven years old. So uh, his father also defected to the U.S. His interest in comic books and animation led him to go to Cal Arts in Los Angeles. Uh, while he was there, he produced two student films. One of which uh, basically created the Dexter's labor- Laboratory series. Um, his character of Dee Dee, uh, as we'll get into later, is actually based off his older brother. Um, and then his long uh, form of directing work in television uh, basically all started in like the 90s. Um, so we already talked about a little bit about his TV series and kind of like where he came from. Um, again, a lot of the people and characters from his show are kind of stem from his life, just like the episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie that we talked about. Um, so the main character and cast, this is great to get into. So, uh, they had a little bit of different voices. So we get into Dexter. So Christine Cavanaugh was the original voice, uh, then switched into Candy Mullio. Um, so I believe that she ended up passing away. Fact checker, you'll have to check me on this one because I didn't do that much research into this one. Um, but then Dee Dee was the same way with Allison Moore being the original uh, voice for her and then Kate Crescent, uh, Crescent Day coming in. So uh, <laughs> our fact checker was also talking about mom and dad, the character. By the way, they don't actually have any names. They're just mom and dad. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jeff Bennett is dad, and then mom is Kath Soy. Um, that being said, so the breaking down of the characters of like the puppet pals and stuff like that, I think our audience would actually know a few of these names. Uh, so Tom Kenny voices Val Hallen uh, of yep. the Justice Friends, oh. and then Rob Parsons, which again, Animaniacs, uh, voices Major Glory. Crazy. Yeah, you know he's probably most known for now, though? What do you think? 
Carl Weezer. Oh yeah, Carl Weezer. <laughs> Croissant. Carl Weezer. Jimmy's mom. I love Jimmy's mom. I was really doing that in Call on. of Duty all the time. <laughs> That's I'd be like, spot on. That shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby, that's a triple. So <laughs> that you feel like a real noob now, don't you? <laughs> On today's episode, I think Alex loses yeah, his mind. Fifteen minutes. That was the last Carl episode. Weezer impressions. <laughs> so, uh, what was the infragable Hulk, or what was the name? An infragable. Oh my gosh! Did you ever find out what the actual meaning of that? No, was? it. No, I didn't. The only thing that came up was like some. Uh, urban dictionary definitions oh, no. for it but like i'm not gonna repeat those on the podcast i thought his name was like the the hunk or something the in infragable cronk uh k-r-u-n-k incredible he's purple He's purple with green pants. Yeah, he's the, he's the opposite <laughs> of Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, uh, and then there's the uh, Puppet Pals, which I'm trying to remember who voices the Puppet Pals. Okay, so this is where I got my wires crossed, because when you, we started talking about this before the podcast, uh-huh. we, said, we, we, we mentioned the Justice Friends a little bit. I had always thought the Justice Friends were also a part of the Powerpuff Girls. Sort of. That's what I thought. I, like, it's a crossover thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely a okay, crossover. Okay, okay. Because I think I saw them on Powerpuff Girls before I ever saw them on Dexter's Lab. So, just became forever cemented as a Powerpuff Girls spinoff. Well, so a lot of them worked on like different works. A lot of the animators like crossed over and did stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I was going to get into that. So um, <clears throat> so with the awards, uh, Dexter's Laboratory won three Annie Awards with nominations for a Primetime Emmy Award, uh, four Golden Reel Awards, nine Annie Awards in total. Uh, the series are notable for helping launch in careers of animators Craig McCracken, Seth MacFarlane notable for Family Guy, uh, Butch Hartman, known for the Fairly Odd Parents, and mm-hmm. uh, Paul Rudson and Rob Rossetti. Uh, so a lot of big names came of animation came out of this. Wow, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so going from there, I mean, we could kind of just talk about how like how huge the careers of these people um, became because of that. Um, but a lot of the guys who originally got into the bigger films and stuff like that all started working for Cartoon Network early on. So as we talk about more Cartoon Network series, um, we'll kind of get into the fact that like these these like big names and where they came from. Hey guys, this is Pat. I was going to play a short clip from a band episode of Dexter's Lab called Rude Removal, but I couldn't get the clip to play on the podcast. Um, that being said, we're going to go ahead and just edit it in here. Disclaimer, this is just a short clip to educate our audience on the adult nature of the shows that we grew up on. Dexter has built a machine to get rid of Dee Dee's rude traits. Dee Dee and Dexter both get into a fighting match where Dee Dee then says, I am the rude one. See? And pushes Dexter. They both fall into the machine at the same time. They both get the rude parts removed. And this is where the clip starts. Where the fuck are we? Beats the crap out of me! 
why you're in Dexter's laboratory, silly. Cartoon Network had actually banned and rejected this episode due to the character swearing, even though the swear words were actually censored. This was supposed to be an in-house episode of Dexter's Lab, or a short, which was unaired because it was, quote, not for kids. It was going to air in season two of Dexter's Lab if it was actually approved. Michael will go on to talk about the art of the episode that he saw from my failed attempt to show the clip. I will also post the link to the full video on YouTube for everybody to check out after the episode. Now back to your guys' regularly scheduled entertainment. It's not a big deal. Um, so that was kind of... Oh my god, the, sorry, the title card for it is Didi throwing the middle yeah. finger and Dexter showing <laughs> his butt at the camera. Yeah, rude removal, man. It, uh, if you guys, um, if you listeners are super interested, I would go look it up because it is a pretty funny episode. And the uncut version and no censors is on YouTube right now, and it's hilarious. Um, didn't realize that uh, they had that much cuss words in it, so it was great. <laughs> um mad but that uh that was a super weird episode um but there is a lot of good episodes and i didn't realize how short they were in the way of like dexter's laboratory um so the episode i was going to talk about like fan theory next and then get into my favorite episode and kind of like talk about uh episodes that you guys remember and kind of go from there um <clears throat> so this fan theory I'm going to read it to you. And we, we talked about this last time, right? Uh, Dexter cloned his family. And I want to I wanna see if you guys believe this or not, or like what, how like factual or whatever you think this is, right? Um, I know Alex's answer. It's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know nothing about me. Don't make assumptions. So basically the gist of the, uh, the, gist of the, con- or the uh, story is that uh one of the you know the many accidents that happen and like where uh the world ends in or uh dexter blows up the whole entire house well he, mm-hmm. what um he says is that he clones his family like or whatever somebody came up with this a theory and it says that dexter clones his family every time like they end up dying like that because he loves his family or something like that or he's made them indestructible so that's why they survive all the time now. <laughs> and I was like, or you could just be that it's a cartoon. So, dude, the crazy the crazy fan theories are ridiculous. People just have too much fun with this stuff. It's like I the thing is, though, is like I, I'd much rather people like create conspiracy theories about like cartoons and stuff than, you know, like go down full on Alex Jones shitholes <laughs> i mean they sort of like it sort of like is based in like you could see that but then you're like when somebody pokes holes in the logic you're like oh, never mind there's yeah. no way <laughs> i like how rick and morty it is because it's like this was kind of a stepping stone to rick and morty mm-hmm. and that is absolutely something that does happen in rick and morty yeah and i the more you watch it then so uh, for the fans, uh, Dexter's Laboratory is on HBO, all the episodes, besides the band one, which you can get on YouTube. Uh, but no, oh, yeah. you know. So the or the more you watch the episodes, you're more like, did frickin' Morty just rip this off from Dexter's Laboratory? 
like, Most likely, well, it's yes. Like, yeah, Rick and Morty is Dexter's Lab meets the characters from Back to the Future. Pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, this is where they're getting the ideas. And I, and then you start to think, you're like, oh, those writers are probably close to our age and grew up in the same time period. So they're like, or the same like 90s era TV, early 2000s. So they definitely have no. all these references. Granted, then there's other no. sci-fi things that have done it beforehand too. So it's like, what did Dexter's Laboratory take it from that <laughs> okay now uh, justin roiland is a good 42 years old right let's uh, we're not that close in age i'm not saying <laughs> justin roiland voices the characters he doesn't write everything he, he writes Does a he lot of it yeah. write a lot of it oh, yeah interesting yeah he improvs through about half of his script yeah but yeah this isn't about rick and morty it's about dexter's it's about lab Dexter's laboratory. there you go i won't talk about dexter's lab darn it so let's talk about my favorite episodes and we'll go to your favorite episodes so the one uh that kind of stuck out to me there's two actually uh do you guys remember episode two or season two episode one beard of feared the one episode where dexter has a beard yeah yeah action yeah. man <laughs> and it's like a it has superpowers yeah. doesn't it like he can turn into a fist or yeah. something that was an insane episode. So basically, yeah, it just follows him as he has a beard and goes around because he wants, I think, I believe it's just he wants to be like seen as more rugged and cool. And yeah, rugged. Yeah, rugged. Um, yeah, rugged. rugged. Yeah, rugged. Oh, gosh darn. Um, so the second one that it's like, because it was kind of tie here was the Rushmore Rumble. And this episode follows uh, <clears throat> Mandark. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Uh, as uh, they're having a conversation in their, I believe, history class. And uh, this kid pipes up and he's like, what happens if like somebody took over these like uh, Mount Rushmore and made them into like actual robots or, or like fighting characters and like they took over the world or whatever. And then uh, he's like, well, that or the teacher pipes in. Well, that's not possible. And then Dexter's like, well, actually. And then says a bunch of like weird, <laughs> obscure, like sci-fi things. And Mandark's sitting there and is like, hey, what did you say? And then uh, Mandark comes in with George Washington and smashes Dexter's lab or laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dexter's like, oh no. So then he goes all the way to Mount Rushmore and this giant eagle thing yeah i remember <laughs> and then it comes in there and uh puts these like earplugs and gets uh gets lincoln basically abe lincoln and then puts a giant top hat on and then they have this like mech suit battle all over the what i assume is townsville or something like that i don't remember like what the actual city's uh called for dexter's lab it's probably like a suburb of townsville yeah and they like are having this big battle and they like have rocket shoes and stuff like that but it basically ends with abe and um george washington like being like oh man we're friends and we're awesome and they like stop battling (laughs) so yeah my two favorite episodes there was a runner-up which was this like episode which was like 
Power Rangers Gundam style or Gundam, you know, like the Battlesuit Gundams or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, style like robot mech suits where they try to like go save the world from these meteor showers. And then they, uh, Dexter and Mandork, and then they end up just fighting yeah. each other. So, yep. <laughs> and then the whole world explodes. Gotta, gotta love it. But, uh, there is some great memorable episodes, but I'm just gonna pass it off to you guys to see if there's any episodes that you remember from either the Puppet Pals, the, um, Justice Friends, even the Monkey episodes, which are the Justice Friends, just like with Monkey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Alex, you want to go first? Go? Nope. <laughs> I I know an episode, but I want you to go first because I want to see if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Okay. Well, the one that I remember is the one where Dexter, um, he's a huge fan of um, Major Glory, right? Which is like uh-huh. their canons, yeah. Captain America, and he cuts this major glory out of a cereal box and is using him as like an action figure. Um, And he wants to join this local gang of kids called like the glory gang. And they all have action figures, like legitimate, like major glory action figures. And for some reason, uh, Dexter can't afford one. So he makes his own. And they all have these like weird added benefits and each toy is like individual and like one can actually shoot lasers and one of them can like, he has exploding pecs and like all of these different counterfeit action (laughs) figure toys. But then the gang who is like takes all these toys and is super excited about it. All of their toys fall apart and they find out that they're counterfeit. And it goes so far as to major glory coming and telling Dexter like, hey, you're a real piece of shit for ripping off my intellectual property. Um, I believe the episode's called Figure Not Included. It's it's very good. Uh, one of my favorites. Now it's your turn. Yeah, that was not the one that I was thinking of. Uh, the one that I was thinking of was the one where Dee Dee goes away. Uh, oh, yeah, and she like disappears. Yeah, she disappears. And so Dexter, uh, <laughs> noticing a, a, a void in his life, hires a, a new Dee Dee uh, named Candy. Uh <laughs> And this is the one where he uh, tries to get her to, to behave like uh, exactly like Dee Dee, uh, but is unsuccessful. And the big thing that I remember from this one was she's like pretending to act like Dee Dee, prancing around, but that's all she's doing. And Dexter's yeah, like, okay, okay. Dee Dee, Dee Dee. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Dexter's like, okay, that's great. That's great. But you also have to dance. You know, like you have to dance around. She's like, well, okay, but that'll be 50 bucks extra. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's where we're going with this show. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like Dexter just straight up hired a the, stripper. Uh, adult comedy inside of the TV or the uh, kids' TV shows. That's uh, the uh, classic Cartoon yeah. Network way, man. <laughs> yeah. but that's the big one I remember. It's that. Um, oh, is there any others? The omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. No, I think those are all the big ones I think that I remember. I'm sure as soon as you start talking about oh, yeah. more, they'll all just come flooding yeah, back we'll, to me. We'll get into that because we got we got plenty of time. Uh, but before I got in, or get into that, so uh, as I was talking about um, Tarkovsky earlier, you did mention prematurely about the Powerpuff Girls. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> um, as I'm reading here, so he also directed the animated uh, animation for uh, Craig McCracken on the Powerpuff Girls, the original series, and then the Powerpuff Girls movie in 2002. So there's where you get the crossover. Mm, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, also, uh, are we allowed to talk about the features of Dexter's mother, or are we like, are we just gonna completely like? <laughs> what are we talking if, about? Hey, if you if you if you want this to to be in here, you go for it, man. Uh, you want to talk about mama? <laughs> Dexter's mama, yes. Uh, so. Yeah, she goes down in uh, infamy as the one of the members of the dump truck mafia. Dude, I I don't understand. <laughs> like, I I guess like in a way of Pixar, Pixar like would not essentially like accentuate. That's the word. Essentially, yeah, words. Um, but they wouldn't basically show off anything like above the waist. It's always below the waist. So I don't know if that was because <laughs> that. But like, there was definitely a bikini scene that I remember as a child vividly. <laughs> That should not have been in the cartoon. <laughs> well, I think wasn't there also a scene where like slapped across like uh, Dexter's mom's butt is dad's trophy? Yes, there is. Yeah, <laughs> there is definitely an episode. So they're like very aware of the way that they drew. Yeah. So, um, but but, but I mean that is, like you said before that is just like classic uh dexter's lab like one of the other uh big things that i remember was from cow and chicken with the uh the the biker girls gang where they they're notorious for just going around and munching on people's carpet (laughs) oh Oh my god yeah it was pretty (laughs) bad like it was infuriating implying about a lot of stuff we'll have to oh like it's barely an implication (laughs) i didn't get it as a child but now that you say that yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that is a ooh. that's uh there's another episode i need to talk or another show i need to talk about is uh cow and chicken and then the spinoff which is like i am weasel if you guys remember that yeah i do remember I that don't remember i am oh, weasel oh you're missing out <laughs> but uh it's oh god it's like i am weasel and i are baboon oh i do remember that actually didn't know it was a spinoff. Yeah, interesting. Because they, the characters originally were in uh, Cow and Chicken, and then people liked the Weasel, I, uh, the character very much. Uh, so we go from there. But oh man, let me uh, let me pull up the list of episodes real quick and see if I could spur any of your guys' minds here on uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, stall. <laughs> There's one called. There's one called Last But Not Beast, and um, the image that played at the top of it was a reference to the beast at King's Island, Ooh. which is interesting. Um, yeah, this Darn one. Ohio. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ohio people love references to them because rarely <laughs> do people acknowledge <laughs> that we are out here, but we are, in fact, out here. Um there's a giant monster with an axe for a head who comes to a city and causes chaos. Um, and Dexter, with the aid of his family, the Justice Friends, and the cast of Dial M for Monkey, battle this giant monster in order to save Japan. 
that's the plot of this episode <laughs> so there was an episode i just remembered where the infragable crunk or whatever his name is gets you got a it. chip stuck in his tooth oh yeah oh, yeah <laughs> episode man so episode two epi- or season two episode zero or hold on let me uh see that yeah so it was one of just like the extra like stuff that was put in there busted mm-hmm. i think is what it's called no that no that's the one with the puppet palaces busted just a friend think uh things that go bonk was the episode that was talking about the uh the puppet pals and then it's like the justice friends mixed in uh, but the one I was talking about, and I'm going to look for the name of it, is uh, talking about, I think, like, they just go around trying to get the chip out of his tooth, and then he ends up just going to the dentist anyways, because he was trying to avoid it. Yeah, and then it's like a big lesson that the dentist is cool and helpful and makes you feel good, because all of his friends were hurting him. <laughs> I think he... Your friends will hurt you, but your dentist I thought, won't. Doesn't he like end up hurting everybody else but like him? Well, yeah, but they all are like crawling in his mouth and like trying to grab it, and the chip's like huge. Yeah, that's what it was. There was a guy that like could shrink down and then like tried to grab the chip, and then he gets hurt, and then um, Val Hallen gets in there and like uses his guitar and like tries to zap it out of his mouth, and like it messes up. <laughs> I thought I think I remember from this like Val Helen tries to like hit it out with his guitar and his guitar crumbles and so he goes into the corner and just starts crying. <laughs> that also sounds about right. Yeah. Dude, there's some uh, some good episodes. Why am I blanking on where the other ones are called? It's one of those things where it's like if you look at like the list of episodes of the show, like so many of them that just make you go like, oh yeah, I remember the concept of this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's one episode where uh, Dexter turns into an old person and like Dee Dee treats her like it treats him like he's his gra- or her grandfather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, all the episodes follow a very similar metric, which is Dexter invents something. Yep. The invention is great until it's not. And it's usually Dee Dee's fault, and then Dexter has to stop the thing. So yeah, there's uh yeah, it's it's pretty. Well, it's, much... it's either that or it's like Dexter actually fucks up, or Dexter did. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Or Dexter's a a weird like nerd in school, or something like that. It falls along those lines. There's not a lot of change in the framework. I mean, there's there's what seventy eight episodes. Yeah. Is this just a lot to remember? Uh, so there's one where they basically uh, are talking about Star Trek, and like him and his buddies go to the school, and uh, they're like, "He's Captain Kirk," <laughs> and mm. goes to the school. Yeah, <laughs> and my dogs are at the door again. <laughs> Brought to you by dogs. Um, there's an ep- don't acknowledge them. It can't be part of the canon. <laughs> so. Uh, oh man, there is a big, there is a better episode about the bot. I I thought there was, and I couldn't remember. So big bots. Uh, so episode nine of season four, there is a, a like where he actually goes in like the full mech suit and like has a battle. I thought there was the one I looked up earlier was just them trying to save the world, like Mandark and Dexter saving the world. But like, there's a whole episode of him actually just in the Gundam suit. I think the mech suit thing for them started in like a much earlier episode where Dexter is being forced to actually like do physical activity in gym class 
So instead of like actually getting good at it, he builds like a aliens power suit. Yeah. So it's last but not beast is the episode that you're talking God. about. Oh, okay. And that's the same season, uh, season four, episode eight for everybody to check out. Um, but yes, and then he like nails people with dodgeballs in that one. <laughs> um, Do you guys remember the dream machine? No, I don't. What's uh, enlighten us or enlighten me? The dream machine, well, Dexter was having nightmares, so he invented a machine that could control his dreams, and then Dee Dee gets into it and enters into his dreams and makes them all nightmares again. <laughs> <laughs> what a great sister, man. <laughs> I was a... Uh... I never had a sister, so I, I don't get to, to know, or I didn't have to deal with this. Yeah, I, mean, I just had annoying little brothers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I always imagined as like a child that I always wanted this like grand lab and to be like Dexter and like how smart he was. <laughs> yeah, I remember that like seeing the whole like intro sequence where it's him just going through like all the tubes down into his lab and just like... Um... There, there was one episode, too, where it kind of goes into this, where it's the episode of, like, Dexter's life before the show. So it's, like, him when he was born, him in his first invention, him when he, like, first discovers all the, like, empty space for him to build the lab. Um, I, Yeah, like, it's it's wild to me just how much is covered in this show. Like, how, how deep the rabbit hole goes. How deep the lore goes. So <laughs> the cloning of his family, yeah. the killing, the, the mercy, merciless killing of all of his loved ones. It goes into all of it. Yeah. So do you guys remember Dee Dee's uh, imaginary friend? Dee Dee's imaginary friend. The, very vaguely, but now that you've mentioned it, like I, I can remember the spot in which they filled, but I can't remember what they looked like. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I'm joking. Um, it's like, what was that show or that movie called? Uh, where like they had the emotions that were inside of them, and inside, inside. So remember that little like character that like was like a bear slash I don't. Like, yeah, it was an imaginary friend. And he was, it was an enigma. <laughs> so basically along the same lines, this character has wings. He's got glasses, a big goofy nose. I think he mm -hmm. uh, can basically fly and he's yellow. Uh, so the character's name is Koozie. Um, so yes. Koozie, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, there's episodes that basically span. I think there's like two or three episodes that like talk about. Excuse me, sir. Please use his Christian name next time you're referring to him, <laughs> which is Kuzalugupagoop. Kuzalugupagoop. There you go. Kuzalugupagoop. Kuzalugupagoop. That's his name. Yeah. So I was reading through some of the episodes, and so it was talking about uh, season five, episode 12, and it was like, Koozie's dog, Peepers, is stolen from Koozie land. Koozie begs Dexter for help. These, uh, you know, the family is kidnapped by aliens who want Dexter's technology. When alien carts Dexter away, up to, uh, and it's like, it's up to mom and dad and Dee Dee to save the day. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Do they? Mm, I think they end up doing no. it, but they like find out that Dexter has a lab, and they're like, "What is this?" and technology, and blah blah blah. So, and then he makes them forget. Probably. See, that was another part of the lore, like the uh, the uh, 
the fan theory is that like he just goes and like zaps them so they can't for, like remember about their uh, his lab or laboratory and that's why they're so like nonchalant about it. That's why <laughs> Didi keeps wandering into it. And then it's like, ooh, what's this shiny button? Bam, everybody's dead. What's this button do? Launches nukes off and kills everybody. Oh my gosh, Patrick. Go back to your script. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I got got, uh, a couple more things here to talk about. So we're going into season six now uh, and talking about that. So I don't remember ever actually watching season six, but like you could tell that the... Uh, animation's gotten a little bit better now. The, like the plots are a little bit better, um, but there's an episode where Dexter becomes a barbarian, which is episode six of season six. And I don't know if you guys remember that one. I think I do. It's hard because I feel like that one crosses over the line with like the beard one. Like it's yeah. just like transform Dexter into like strong masculine man it's just like cool those those two episodes are the same (laughs) so dexter is a barbarian just trying to make his way to the bathroom then dexter discovers the power of the potato he rewrites the lab to run uh run off the spud and finally dexter is sick or yeah sick of his glasses and performs uh laser surgery on his eyes and i like i think it's like oh those were like all the episodes together but um that was the other thing that i didn't realize i'd I'd remember these episodes being a lot longer but they're like combined episodes like three different episodes all Mm. happen together yeah did not and it makes it feel like they were super short when they weren't but they were they were that was the issue that i ran into when i was re-watching fairly odd parents was like cartoons are short yeah they're made short because kids have short attention spans, and it feels like forever when you're sitting there as a kid. But as an adult, you're like, that was nothing. Nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing. There was no plot at all. It made no sense how we got to where we got. Which makes it even more of like a wonder of how like me, at the same time as watching all of those cartoons as a kid, was able to sit and just like be in awe for three and a half hours for the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> We just like two completely different sides of the coin there. Absolutely. <laughs> so just on a side note, we need to get into this, but like this will come out during like when everybody's having this discussion about the Lord of the Rings series. We need to do oh, that God. because everybody is hating no, I, so much. No, we're not going to acknowledge it. We're not doing it. I refuse to watch it in the same way I refuse to watch the last episode of Game my, of My quickness is going to be next week about the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It's gonna Fuck be you. clickbait. I'm... You're gonna do what you gotta do. I will turn my head. I will turn my headphones and mic off for the entire five minutes. Oh man, we could cut. We could sit the next like five minutes probably talking about more lore about this uh, show, or uh, just kind of like what you guys uh, like. Who would be your favorite character of this show? Dexter. Dexter, okay. Defend your answer. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) 
Because no, I mean, like it's it's got to be Dexter. Like, I don't I don't know who else, like everyone else in the show is like purposefully made to be annoying as shit. It's Dexter or it's Monkey, and it's one yeah. of those two. And it's either it's either one or it's the other. Not Major Glory. <laughs> Major Glory's a jerk. He's a jerk. Like <laughs> openly, he is a jerk to everyone. <laughs> I gotta I gotta play the uh, the the advocate here. Yeah. Um. I would agree with you uh, with Dexter. Um, I mean, the show kind of just highlights him. I also think Dexter kind of like gets his own just desserts sometimes too. Just like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's, he's all, everyone in the show is an asshole oh, in yeah. some way. So uh, the reason his like whole fight with Mandark become like his like rivalry with Mandark becomes a thing because Dexter finds out Mandark's real name. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? I thought for some reason Mandark. It was because Mandark had a crush on Didi. Oh, or she, something. he he does. I also thought he it does. Actually, he also has a crush on Didi. But it's because um, the rivalry started because he made fun of uh, Mandark for his name. That was the whole reason. Mm. And I am trying to remember exactly what Mandark's name is. I don't know, but I do remember. No, wait. What I'm thinking of is Dexter whispering in a girl's ear the French term. Yeah, that was the omelette du fromage. What does it mean? What does that mean? Cheese omelette. It's cheese cheese omelette. Awesome. It's the only French that I know besides bonjour. Bonjour, cheese omelette. Parlez-vous français? Let's see, <laughs> this is the uh, French lesson, or French lesson that everybody came to listen to. Welcome to Beginners French French 101 with Entertain This. Du. If you are finding yourself in the wrong class, please check your syllabus. Oof. That's French for. Oof. <laughs> Anything else, boys? I'm still tr- croissant. Croissant is, croissant is good. Yeah. Croissant. Is that just- <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know why my brain said French fry. <laughs> so his mother. So his mother's name, Mandark's mother's name, is Ocean Bird. His father's name is Windbear. And oh, so he's got like hippie yes, parents. Yes, he does. And his sister is. Lava, lava vadada. I can't. Rep- I can't even. Lava vadada. Lava vadada. L a v a v. Lava vadada. Lava vadada. Lava vava. Yeah. Lava vava. It is like yeah. All of that was French, listener. All of it. All of it. We're teaching you all French. Gosh, what was the name? So he's voiced by Eddie Dizin or Dizin. Can't find where his actual name is. But it's we cannot spend this much of the show on this fact. I refuse to <laughs> let us. refuse. This don't. is too much time that we have spent. I don't even want to know the answer. I want to move on. I'm done. Cut it. All right, next. <laughs> yep. All right, so we've already established that uh, favorite characters are Dexter. Uh, that's kind of just a given. And? And uh, Monkey, because you can't forget Monkey. Thank you. Uh, He's adorable and great, and he he's got a heart of gold. Are we skip? And I won't let it, I won't let him slip through the. Are cracks. we skipping over the fact that the the woman he's like got this like love interest? Oh yeah, that's no, a woman? he's in love with a female woman, a full human. female woman, in a full latex suit. Yeah, 
who he fights crime with. That's why I've discovered my love for brunettes. Jesus. <laughs> Your wife has red hair. She's a brunette, naturally. She just dies. Okay. Brunette with red exactly. highlights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but for the fa- the way of spinoffs. So are we talking like which one's better, the Puppet Pals or the Justice Friends? Well, it's like the same thing, isn't it? Is it? I no. thought Puppet Pals was just Puppet Pals always goes uh, jokes along the lines of, "Hey, what's um, what what." What's the most dangerous animal in the jungle? Uh, I don't know, like a tiger or a, like... Nope, a bonkey! <laughs> and then he smacks him with a bat. Oh my god, yeah. you're right. And that's <laughs> the pun, every time. It's like a Best Up Muppets, which we put, which we did talk about last week. So, or two weeks yep, ago. Yeah, right. so if uh, you want to check out the Muppets episode, shameless plug to that. Do it. So. It needs a little bit of love, guys. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> love the Muppets. That being said, we're coming up on almost an hour here. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, so I'm just going to give into the conclusion, uh, and then we'll go to the quick this for the day. So that being said, uh, the conclusion for this, uh, this Dexter's Laboratory uh, coming in with you know all these episodes. Uh, let me get here. So. Coming in with four seasons and seven or seventy-eight episodes. I was actually wrong with that earlier because apparently there's six episodes now. Uh, you, t- this is why you don't trust the uh, Google because apparently it lies to you. Um, <laughs> it does still have seventy-eight episodes. Um, is a great piece of entertainment that spawned off two different series of shows. Um, I would highly recommend people to go ahead and check out. There's so many different types of like sci-fi references, uh, many things where apparently, uh, like that Rick and Morty now, uh, do as well. So, uh, Rick Rick and Morty, Morty. (laughs) I would definitely check these out and, uh, thank you guys for letting me talk about Dexter's Laboratory. Thank you for talking about it. Boy, howdy. I want to just say you're doing a great job, Pat. Thanks, guys. On stepping up as host. It's coming around to be your second month here, right? That's that's incredible. Um, You're doing such a great job. And you've talked now twice about Cartoon Network shows. I cannot wait to hear what you talk about next time. <laughs> I don't know, but I might spoil it. It might be another Cartoon Network show, or I might uh, change it up a little bit. If you do it three weeks in a row, you become the Cartoon Network guy. So you be careful about that. Uh, when we get back from this musical interlude, we're going to have a quick this by a s- surprise special guest. And we're back. I want to I want to welcome to the stage Chloe Price because she's got something interesting she wants to talk about so I'm foregoing my quick this to her so that she can talk about it. Hello. Hi Chloe. <laughs> I appreciate you uh passing me the mic in a sense. Um because I did fall down a rabbit hole earlier and I was talking about it a little bit before the show but that was before Pat was here so 
Uh, we are going to talk today about what is essentially an AI creepypasta that has reared its ugly head on the internet. <sighs> Thank you very much for the Twilight Zone theme. So, um, wait, before we yeah. start, I want to, because we've never actually talked about creepypastas in huge detail Fair on the show. But for the people out there who are like, what's a creepypasta? First off, you live under a rock. Second off, you should look around because there's probably something scary under there. Um, <laughs> creepypastas are basically internet folklore that has developed that usually takes a uh, instance that is a little bit creepy and they tell a story over the internet of their experience with that creepiness. Most of it's fiction, of course, but every once in a while you happen upon some nonfiction that's just as scary. Uh, so here's an, an internet scary story from <laughs> so it's become pretty popular these days to use an AI image generation site like Dolly or Midjourney are two very popular ones where you can just submit a short text prompt and it will give you an image based on that text prompt generated by a computer AI and they're pretty good like the the computers are obviously pulling from billions of images so they create something that's both weirdly familiar and very uncanny especially faces so this twitter user um, at supercomposite has stumbled upon something horrifying because they have been messing around with what's called a negative prompt weight in using these AI computer generation softwares. Um, if you don't know, a negative prompt weight essentially is giving the AI a prompt and them giving you what they think is the exact opposite of that prompt. So for some reason, they put in a prompt, Brando, and then the symbols for the negative weight. And it gave them this kind of um, a logo with some letters on it and like a city skyline. I'll show it to our visual viewers here. That's what that looks like. So then the artist took that logo and wondered, you know, is the opposite of that logo going to be a picture of Marlon Brando? Because it said it was the opposite of Brando. So they ran the, the letters on the logo and Skyline logo as a prompt. And what they got back was a woman they've decided to name. It's either Loab or Loeb. It's L-O-A-B, however you would like to pronounce that. Um, but she has an incredibly distinct and horrifying look. She seems to be an older brunette woman that has rosacea on her cheeks. And she always kind of looks like this. And the more that this AI artist ran pictures through this negative weight prompt, the more she kept seeing this woman's face pop back up, even in things that were completely unrelated to this woman. This, if you're watching our video, was the negative weight prompt from this picture. Interesting. Ah, really yeah. interesting. And they don't know why. She keeps popping up in all of these negative weight prompts, and it gets more and more gory and graphic for some reason, because she was discovered using these negative prompt weights. She's made of a collection of traits that are equally far away from something, but those combined traits are still a, a cohesive concept for this AI, and almost all of these descendant images contain 
a recognizable Loeb. Like you can tell that that's her. It's very distinctive. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Keep going. Chloe, make it stop. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, make, make it stop. Chloe. So this artist is like thousands of pictures into this AI prompt and is like going absolutely mad and realizing that what she is is basically like an emergent island in the latent space that we don't know how to locate with text queries. And if you don't know what latent space is, essentially when we use these programs to generate things, we're teaching them to recognize patterns so that they can recreate something that looks like the prompt that we give them. Um, but as they go through this latent space, they're like compressing data and then they take that compressed data and build layers on it based on the relevant information. Um, so what's horrifying about this is that <laughs> this grotesque and horrifying woman is an equally strong point of convergence as a verbal concept to this AI generator. And what is that? <laughs> that this image prompting software can be used to like query the latent space and create characters out of nothing, out of something completely unrelated, but still have this like core recognizability. Even when someone someone else built um, another like version of an AI image processing software called Stable Diffusion, where they would like put an image through it, like the girl with the pearl mm -hmm. earring, and it would pop out like nine or four different images that look something like it, some kind of approximation where you see it and you're like, that looks like the girl with the pearl earring. They took this program that this person created independently, that's an AI generating software. And here she is again. Oh, no, it's Lobo. Oh, no. Clearly the same woman, the, the brown hair, the sunken eyes, the rosacea on the cheeks. And it's not a consistent AI software. The artist was contacted um, by some website and they were like, what software are you using to like? And they said all of them. <laughs> She's everywhere. <laughs> Uh, what the creator actually said was, I can't confirm or deny which model it is for various reasons, but I can confirm Loeb exists in multiple image generation AI models. So we have to ask ourselves, is she some kind of presence within the system? Like, you know, whispers of the, da the AI's data sets given this distinct and horrifying human form? Or... Are we just building patterns out of nothing because that's what humans do and now we've taught computers to do it? Or is it God? <laughs> or is there <laughs> actually a ghost in the machine? Thank you, that was my time. Wow. I'm not gonna beat to wrap that. that thing up and put a bow <laughs> on it. There you go. Wow, we good luck sleeping. Well, I guess it kids. I Good night. Happy Halloween. <laughs> if there's anything in the realm of entertainment that you want to hear us talk about that we haven't already covered on the show, there's a couple ways that you can reach out to us. Number one, you can go to our website, www.entertainthis.net slash et-podcast. 
Scroll all the way to the bottom, fill out the questionnaire there, or you could just email us at entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We're entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertain this podcast. On Facebook, we're podcast entertain this. And as always, entertain us so we can entertain you. And you can entertain this. See you guys next Friday. Good. Bye. Bye-bye.